0: <laughs> yeah. <is> so fun. <laughs> I, love them. I wish I was a rapper, <laughs> Good, there we go, that's perfect,
1: should I give you a little,
0: yeah, I'm gonna do my side too,
1: but all my friends don't know anything, just a little more than me, and I can barely spell my name, my that they're gonna go to but I'm sure I'll go there anyway. Yeah. So, guys, welcome
0: back to Storytime. Um, I'm here with Byron Langley, a longtime friend of what mine up? and a co host as well. Uh, Byron, thank you so much for coming onto the show, dude. This is dope. Hey, guys, anytime, bro. Thanks for having me. Anytime, dude. So, um, yeah, Byron happen. and I did the Kissing Booth one and two, and now it's been announced, so we can say it Kissing Booth one, two, and three together. Um, yeah you has been on the tip of
1: the tongue for a while, bro. Every time you're writing a little caption, you have to like backspace the three and be like, "Oh,
0: can't say that yet." Yeah, dude. But every that like, I'm glad every every time that I had to post like a video or photo or something, I had to like check the background to be like, "Is this giving anything <laughs> away? Is this giving in the way?" And yeah. then the the movie came out on Friday. we were recording this on Monday. The movie came out on Friday. Saturday, um, I did like a podcast with a show in New York with his, with his two younger girls, uh, Twin Talk, which was really, really sweet. Did a talk with them. And they're like, so Josh, um, will there be a third one? And and I'm on camera and you can see in my face, I'm like tweaking because I so badly want to say, yes, there is one. I'm just like, abbed, 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 like, trying not to give it away. So I just started drinking, like, sh- tons of water. I was just like, mm-hmm. you need to
1: do like a... Mm-hmm. I'm sure there might not be one that you may or may not be aware of if you watch it once or twice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, technically, if you watch one and two so many times, it kind of feels like a three, you know, if, if, if you think about it in that way. Like, Yeah, dude. so that's to not give it away. So I said to them, no, I don't know. I know nothing about it. The next day, they're like, kissing
1: me with three. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like... So Josh,
0: we are deleting your episode of the podcast. You liar! Yeah, you're a liar. Bye. And I'm like, cool. Like, I guess (laughs) that has some way to. Yeah, we don't appreciate Mm -hmm. people that don't tell us the truth when we're trying to get secrets out on air. Um, But Josh, that was that was a really dope show to go on. So shout out to the two of them. But um, yeah, so yeah, dude. I think we have the 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 friendship you and I have has always been so dope. In that, like, we worked. Kissing Booth one together and then didn't see each other. I mean, you're obviously in the UK, but like didn't see each other for such a long time and then like reunited yeah. as everyone did on the set of yeah. two and three. Um, but you've been up to like so many other things as well, like
1: despite Kissing Booth. Um Yeah, for sure, bro. So I guess first to touch on your, it just brought back a good memory when you said we, we knew each other the Kissing Booth one. It's so funny because I knew of you prior to that because we were in the same modeling agency, it was full circle yes we we were dude we had like a ghostie when there'd be like 20 of us in the room and you I'd always I remembered you because you're like very like I don't know extroverted chatty super friendly with everyone and um yeah so then when we got into Kissing Booth 1 I was like this guy this guy's cool (laughs) Um, that's so dope yeah bro but um yeah I've been been busy I guess since Kissing Booth 1 we wrapped Kissing Booth 1 and I pretty much hopped on a plane to the UK after that. For three months to go to to, um join a modeling agency this side and Uh, i haven't left it's been like three years now no ways yeah (laughs) i just keep reapplying for the visa they keep (laughs) accepting i'm here i am
0: yeah they're like (laughs) "Uh, let's just keep this guy here stamped next yeah (laughs) like but you've been so 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 you also started out like in modeling to go into acting
1: um so the first ever acting gig I got, I was 16, a South African movie called Spud, where they like redid yes. this really popular book at the time about like a, the coming of age high school story. And through that, I was kind of like, hmm, this whole media, to me, because I wanted to be a cricketer, bro. So acting, I would like yes. call it media or modeling would be like, oh, this, this whole other thing is quite appealing. And um, so that was the first kind of inkling I had where I was like, I think I, I wouldn't mind doing this like full time. So then mm. after Spud One, I got into modeling in Durban, which was very quiet. It's not like Cape Town, where it's a hub of international freaking commercials and shoots and everything going on. It was a lot smaller. Like Mr. Price was one of our main, no no dirt on Mr. Price. They're a great brand. Um, yeah. But they are South African, and you, which is awesome. But you don't have that international interest in Durban, which is
0: uh, which you kind uh, of moved to Cape uh,
1: Town hall. So yeah, I kind of just segued into modeling through that so how did you book spud it was random so um our grade 10 drama teacher so we had been doing drama for like two months and she was like hey guys i got this email through from a a production company to say that they're looking for auditions for high school boys they're sending it to all the drama departments and schools around the country and as as an assignment i'd like all of you as a class to go so I remember we went to the university down the road from our school where they were holding the auditions, and um, yeah, I just auditioned, got a call back, and I was like, I remember getting a thing called a call back, and I was like, oh, I don't think I did very well. Um, really? Yeah, like, oh, you got called back. I'm guessing like there's no approval, nothing. I didn't even uh, know what's the word back. To. You were like
0: everyone's going forward, but you call back, dude. Back, back, you got called you. back.
1: And put on the ground.
0: Yeah, <laughs> just stay there. We want nothing to do with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so I went to the callback, and then we had to wear like our school uniform. Um, and yeah, I walked into the room, and I was like, hmm, "This is a lot more intense than the original audition." There's like yeah. ten people watching me now. It's not just some person in the room with a camera who's there to be like make you feel super comfortable. It was more like, "Okay, let's see your callback now. You got yeah. this, or let's see if you got this." And um, yeah, I ended up freaking getting the job. Took four months off school. It was awesome. We were supposed to do school on set, but that didn't happen. We befriended no, the tutor. Happens. We literally befriended the tutor and just hung out instead of, because he's got a young guy. <laughs> there were two, but my particular tutor was the younger guy, and we just ended up becoming mates, and school time became like, let's go freaking, I don't know, fish. <laughs> or whatever. We'll play
0: cricket, yeah.
1: Or we'll play cricket, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So you were, so you booked Spud purely just by going to school (laughs) and then obviously and then obviously being good enough to get the job but was this so you take four months off school to do the role was this at the same time that you were playing cricket because you must have established yourself as a cricketer during high school then
1: yeah so I remember literally we had one last cricket game of the season so uh, as you obviously know, South Africa's summer seasons run from like september to, or the hot time, the hot times of the year. Cricket yeah. runs from like September to March. So it was nearing March and the season was about to end for the first half of the year. And we had one game left, but I had already left for set. But our first team cricket coach was like, nah, you've got to come back and play this game. It's our last game. It's against our big rivals, Maritzburg College. You've got to come. So the legends, the producers on set were like they went to proper like those traditional high schools where he they understood. They're like, Oh what? You playing against Marisburg College, you better go. Get out of here.
0: Why are you still here working? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> exactly. What are you still doing here? Why yeah. are you even asking? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went through and we got absolutely destroyed in that match. Really? It was like probably the biggest defeat I'd ever been a part of in high school cricket. So yeah, I guess my mind was in other places. Not to say that the loss was pinned only on me, but I'm sure it's something to do with it.
0: <laughs> sure, I played a part in that one. You know? Sh- shout out to me. You know? <laughs> like, dude, I actually, I, I, got asked to play cricket.
1: I cannot imagine you bowling, bro.
0: Dude, I was, I was a fast bowler, right? But this was Were like, you? yeah, dude. Okay, this was, this was
1: before you discovered
0: the gym. Yes, yes. This was before okay. that. This was actually, right. what age was I? This was like grade. last time i remember playing cricket was like grade six seven eight like around there like really young but i really hated playing cricket dude like (laughs) and purely because like you said i'm like throughout high school i was always that guy that was like really loud and chatty and whatever um yeah and cricket is okay josh you're gonna go stand on that side of the field by yourself You were so fascinating in high school,
1: bro. Dude, I
0: hated it, dude. And you have to stand out there in the heat and you always have to do this thing like like with your pinkies to keep your hands together to like catch a ball. And yeah, our coach yeah. had like taught us that even when, even when the ball's not coming at you, you have to be ready. So you have to stand on your hands like this. So like you're standing out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> with a cap on, okay. with sunscreen all over your face, your pinkies locked and you're standing there like waiting for a guy <laughs> to hit a ball <laughs> at you. And I was like, this is not the sport for me um oh, but, no. but but like for some reason i I a really good knack with bowling, so I was usually like top three of like the first bowlers to come out um oh, and then, as we started like getting older through high school, uh, the coaches were like, "Look, Josh, um you also have to bat, and I was like, but, but I don't." I don't- but I don't want to do that <laughs> and they were like everyone has to bat so I was like all right cool um teach me how to bat and I I I stood in in front of one ball they bowled one ball at me and I was like this is the scariest thing in my life I never want to bat ever again yeah, why would I stand and let someone throw a hard round object at me I hated it I hated batting like I would I would get bowled out do they call it like yeah. a golden duck or like for a duck yeah for a First ball, dude. First ball comes, choop, Josh is out. Sweet, go sit down again.
1: That's mm-hmm. all I did. I wish I knew you then because there's a way that you could have gone out without even getting onto the field. There's, there's really? a way you can go out in cricket called getting timed out, which means you physically took too long to walk <laughs> to the pitch to go in bat. So they give you out. If you take longer than two minutes, you're Dude, out. Dude, that's
0: so dope. I would have done that every time. I would have like, ah, oh, my shoes aren't even on. <laughs>
1: exactly. Uh, you know? Oh, God, my pads—they won't stick on properly. Someone else could have to like, Sorry. Bro, or just out. like
0: come on with like hockey shin pads and be like, I thought this was, <laughs> I thought this was what you meant. I, I, I thought this was the thing.
1: Or like a full kit from like,
0: from like, uh, from like ice hockey. You know, like what the. What the yeah. goalies wear, just come out in that and be like, guys, I'm ready to do my thing. I'm actually from Canada. Well, you got
1: ice skates on on the grass,
0: bro? <laughs> it keeps me grounded. It digs in and I'm stuck. <laughs> it's like the ultimate studs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was, well, that was, that was um, me playing cricket. So like you, and then you played at like quite a high level, right?
1: Yeah, so I went on, so once high school had finished, I was kind of in that situation of, as most people are, what the heck are you going to do with your life? And yep. the the provincial team of Durban where I'm from is called the Dolphins. And what they do is like most uh, sort of franchise teams is they take the high schoolers as they finish school and put them in the academy and kind mm. of train as a group and build them up to eventually you become the Dolphins team. Not everyone, like obviously some people will just not be good enough or get over it or, move on to something else in general. Um, So I did that for, I got invited to the Dolphins Academy, went to the trials, made the team, did all the tours, trained like five days a week, got down to training at 6 a.m., which was awesome because it was on Durban Beach Runs. So you drive, you do your training at 6 a.m., you finish by like 12, like you're not going to train for 10 hours a day. You're not trying to like end yourself. You're just getting in enough time to I don't know sort of progress and you could go hit the beach or something afterwards. But I was doing university at the same time, so couldn't go to couldn't go to the beach. But um, after two years in the Dolphins Academy, I uh, then went to play for the University of Cape Town. When I went to go model in Cape Town, mm. and then I played two seasons in the UK um, for one of the, as an overseas professional here, and just very very uh, sort of I don't know slowly got over it.
0: Really gradually.
1: It was a gradual decline of of motivation to it just wasn't that thing. I always felt like my other teammates were that was their thing. They bled cricket. They slept and all they dreamt about was cricket, where I was just not that way inclined. Yeah. I enjoyed it and I was decent enough till about the age of twenty. But yeah, then just failed. Eh? <laughs> really? Well that's that's
0: that's kind of what happened for me with, with swimming. I, I swam Throughout, I started swimming really early. I swam throughout uh, primary school and through high school. Um, I did, you know, all my provincials and swam for club and all that kind of stuff as well. Um, and then I swam at like a national kind of level uh, in Pretoria.
1: Adam,
0: and yeah, there was a there was a coach uh, at one of the universities that trains up a lot of the guys that head off to the Olympics. Um, and came I, and I, I I didn't win at these national. I came third and fifth. And it was like a huge letdown for me that I didn't win. I was like, swimming was
1: everything. Like, it was just swim, swim, swim. At the national, at like the top level national.
0: Yeah, this was like. So, so the school that I was in had a really good swimming team. um, And we had to have certain times and have a certain team in general to make it at this level. Um, So, we swam against like a whole bunch of other different schools and other different clubs and other different teams at this level to see who was going to make it through you know to like compete at that highest you know given yeah. level i guess um and i guess there were guys from universities that were like scouting type vibe um yeah i was i was scrawny in high school so i was swimming against guys that were like three four times my size like you know 20 20 kilos heavier than me just like so much more powerful and i just couldn't Damn. keep up with these guys and it was the first time that i'd realized i was like ah oh, shit like I'm really good at this. And I was genuinely really good at swimming. Um, looking back now, I'm like, you're such an idiot for having stopped then. Um, really? I said, Do you have regrets
1: not carrying on with swimming?
0: I think it was, you know, like at, at, at that competition, coming third and fifth, I had um, the coach approach my dad and said, look, you know, Josh can make Olympics. Um, you know, obviously I had to put on <laughs> size and, and like get stronger and get better, obviously. Um, but the potential was there. Um, Swimming just came to me like very naturally. I was just happy being in the pool. Um, And for some reason, well, my family were moving back to Cape Town because this was up in Pretoria. And for some reason I turned it down, just being like, nah, I don't think think this is for me anymore. And I think it was one, being at that age and just having a shitty attitude, to be honest, of just like, I didn't win, I'm not good enough kind of vibe. And also just like, proper just you know drew myself out entirely of just you know <clears throat> training twice a day early mornings all afternoon my my weekends were galas like you know your social life's completely out the window and that's that's fine if you're gonna compete at that level and you're gonna achieve that much but because i'd lost i didn't see myself achieving that so i saw it as look at how much i'm sacrificing for something that's not going to get me anywhere but the no reward um, yeah and looking back, I'm like, dude, if if you'd hung in there, you you would have made it. I mean, I was I was clocking people's times that were two, three age groups of, like older than me. I've what got the big, I've got big ass feet, dude. I've got flipper feet, so like you know, I
1: could I could glide through the water quite nicely. So, You're flippers. Mm. I've never seen training like people don't train like swimmers, bro. That's like a that's next level training you guys did or do
0: yeah swimming 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 weird like i've I used to ask my coach all the time because most of the time early mornings i'm not a morning person so i've quite a shitty attitude in the morning so i always used to like butt heads with um uh it was a younger coach that i was training under in pretoria who was like hardcore intense coach um yeah where it, it, it was it was all just like you know hold your breath until you start seeing black spots you know if you black out and then swim then you know, you've pushed yourself the hardest. And I was like, Jesus, so excited. If you like,
1: drowned, you've done well.
0: Dude, we, we like, no bullshit. We, we had to do a challenge where you'd blow out, you'd, no, I lie, you'd stick jump. You know, like when you just like, you know, like stay straight, yeah. jump right down to get to the bottom of, like, yeah. of, of the pool. You get to the bottom like of the pool, drop. like a pin drop. That's what I, that's the word yeah. I was looking for. You'd pin drop down to the bottom, you'd sit and you blow out all your air until he's above you looking down through the water until he stops seeing bubbles. When he stops seeing bubbles, he splashes the water. You then count to 10 and then swim a 25 meter lap with no breath. So it it works because it forces your lungs to expand and it shows you how much you can actually work without breath. Um, so if, if you're doing like a 100 meter sprint or you're doing like a 200 meter sprint and you get to your final 50, you can actually theoretically grind that 50 without breathing. Um, because, it, you know, then it gives me more time to stroke and not have to breathe. So yeah, I'm you're spending more time breathing. Yeah. Exactly. So it was stuff like that that used to challenge us. And, dude, Oaks used to get to the end of the pool and be, like, shaking, like starting to black out from no air. And I just remember seeing the coach, like, pull people out the pool. And they're, like, gasping for air freaking drowning. And he'd, like, slap them around and, oh, you okay? You okay? And, like, look after them and put them aside and, like, wrap them in a towel. And they're, like, cool, I'm Okay. Give them a bit of time. Let's to do it rest. again then. <laughs> Back in the pool, dude. It was a nightmare, <laughs> dude. Like no. Bro. Yeah. So like, it, swimming, su- swimming, swimming was pretty hectic. Yeah.
1: You you made a good point there though. Like at that age, you didn't really realize the the like I don't know the hours that it takes to make it or the attitude. No, yeah, you're it right. Takes. No, you're right. You bro. only really yeah. develop that thing, that like sort of mentality as you fail at certain things like swimming and cricket. You're like, okay, it actually takes a certain amount of, I don't know, positive outlook on things to be able to actually achieve what you wanted to get. So let's yeah. hope I can apply that now. Yeah, I, I think, you
0: know, like it's been, it it I, I like that you said like at that age and then you get older and it, it, it becomes more applicable, you know, in different areas of your life. So like, you know, that for me at that time was just sport. It was just something I was doing. Cause I enjoyed yeah. doing it. And cause like, I seem to be quite good at it. Um, looking back, like it was so obvious that I was really good that like now at 24 I, I look at the things that I do and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. But like, am I, am I that good? Am I, am I really good at this? You know, like in, in, in swimming, it was put hours of training and jump in the pool. If you swim yeah. faster than him, then you swam faster than, him. then you know you better. You know what I'm saying? Then yeah. like other aspects of life, like don't have that. It, it's not so black and white. So looking yeah. back at, at at how black and white it was and how, you know, the effort you put in is the effort you're going to get out. It's nice to apply that mindset to everything else in life. But, you know, it yeah, completely, you know, you don't see it in that way. You, you, you don't see it as like, dude, you literally, as hard as it is, all you're doing is spending all your time in a pool swimming with your friends. Yeah, I get you. Know you know what right? I'm saying? And it's like, there's guys that make careers out of that. You know, I I later in modeling did a job for uh, it's a watch company that sponsored the, um, the, the swimming teams. Um, I can't can't remember the name of the watch. It's like a fancy, like really Lani watch or whatever. And Chad, the was, um, the lead swimmer for it. And myself and two other guys had to go do the job with Chad. Sweetest guy, such a legend. Um, and I remember asking him, I was like, dude, so, so this is what you do. He's like, yep, swimming's what I do. And I was like, cool. So now what, dude? And he was like, well, you know, there's a lot going on, you know, for him, like publicity wise and like ads and commercials yeah. and stuff like that because he has such a great name now. Um, but swimming is his thing. And I remember it, like verbatim him saying to me, dude, if swimming doesn't work out, I don't have anything else. Like I didn't study so like you know, uh, you know and obviously guys in that position going to coaching and they're going to you know commentary or to whatever or they join the olympics or they train a team or they join you know like whatever it is but you know swimming is his thing and that's what he has and it was only after that conversation with him that i looked back and i was like I think i've made the right call um not that not that he made the wrong one i mean he's a champion you know he's an absolute beast in the pool it's just like I don't think I would have been happy having to say that. Like if I said, you know, acting is all I have. It's my everything. I'd be like, yeah, damn straight. You know, like looking back, like if if I said that about swimming, I don't think I had the same mentality as him. Um, and that would have manifested in the way of he definitely would have beaten me, definitely. Um, so I I, I might've just saved myself the heartache of not winning to be honest.
1: Good on you for not coming first, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah, there we go, dude. If I came first, I'd have been like, I'm the tits at this sport. I'm, I'm, I'm going all out. <laughs> so thank you to the guys that were so much bigger than me and so much better. Shout out to them.
1: <laughs> no, for sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, I had a very similar experience to what you just described now, like that, that moment of realization where you're like, I think I made the right call. Is We um, joined a cricket team. I, so I live in this area in London called Putney. And I went on to Google and I was like, let me join the nearest cricket club to where I live now. And I haven't played cricket in five years, maybe. And Putney Cricket Club is a club that exists. So over the last five years, it's almost been like a gradual increase in the graph of like, I really miss cricket. Maybe I made the wrong decision. Yeah. I miss bowling. Yeah. It's like before I go to bed and sleep, I'm like, I remember swinging the ball away and then swinging one back in. And like all the yeah. mechanics going through your head. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do it. So I remember I rocked up to our first game, super excited. I was like, okay, this, like the, the smell of the grass again. Oh, it's nostalgic. Yeah, oh, yeah. All the game, like it was all there. And five minutes into the game, bro, I was like, I remember why I was doing so fucking <laughs> do this thing,
0: like, I remember why I hated this, yeah.
1: All, all I, exactly. You remember all the good things and the what-ifs and that. And then you do it and you're like, it's just not right.
0: It's but that's like, I
1: is, but.
0: that's. I I think that resonates really well for us in that like, when it comes to acting, you spend most of your time on set waiting, you know, and yeah, and, and and you and you spend most of your time at home, reading and researching and rehearsing and staring at yourself in a mirror and saying the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over, <laughs> and over again, you know. On set, it's not one take; it's a take and a take and a take and a take, yeah. and it like it it, it it's not. Um, as glamorous as it's made out to be with that being said, it's the dopest industry in the world. In my opinion, it's literally a group of people getting together to play pretend it's the coolest thing ever. Um, it also has such an impact on the world and on people's lives and that's why I love it so much. So looking at like, see for me, like I don't even think there are bad things in our industry. Like there, there aren't things that I don't enjoy. Like even when I'm sitting around waiting, I enjoy it because I'm on set. And yeah. I imagine that's you what it's meeting. like. You miss? To
1: the point now where I think back, like I'm kissing bit I'm like, I actually miss waiting. I was just chatting to like 20 people drinking endless coffee with oh, a popcorn machine behind me and a table full of every donut you could eat. Yeah. And I'm like, kind of miss that. Right?
0: Yeah. Dude, and that's happened to me a lot as well, dude. I, I look back at filming like at the days when we'd wake up so freaking early and it would be yeah. so cold out in out in um for santa Cruz where we had, like had to do some scenes there and um yeah. everyone's covered up in like thick jackets like yeah, freezing their ass off and i'm like i really miss that you know like i miss everyone being together and even if we were like we were complaining i miss complaining with people you know like like you said like sitting around and waiting like i miss drinking Nine coffees a day and having like yeah. having an excuse for it, I'd be like, no, I drank nine coffees because I was on set. You know, everyone's like, dude, nine yeah. is still not okay. You know, like <laughs> maybe still
1: shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. And, it, and because you spend so much time waiting with this small group of people, you get to know like everything about them because all you have is your conversation with one another. Exactly. You can't do anything else. If you're going like, let's go kick a ball around, hair and makeup, go. No, you can't do that. Your hair and makeup, you're going to sweat and your hair is messed yeah. up. You're going to sit in a chair and do absolutely nothing. And yeah. then if you're mucked up, even then you can't even talk. Because like the sound dude, if he hasn't muted you, like he's looking over like, hey, bro, keep it down. Or <laughs> you dude, can't I, talk I, I can him. hear that conversation. You're having... you yeah. yeah, exactly. So sometimes all you can do is literally sit on a chair for no exaggeration. As you know, like 10 to 12 hours a day oh, easy, for your dude. five minutes on chairs. Yeah,
0: so, look, I, I think, you know, I I haven't yet had the blessing of being, you know, like the lead of a show. Um, yeah. I think when you're at that caliber, I think then it's a lot less sitting around, obviously. Um, For sure. But then it's a whole different demon that you're fighting with. Then it's, you know, I wish I had the chance to sit around because yeah. you don't ever get yeah. the chance to sit still. So, like,
1: you know, the you. Sort of like, oh, we need you on set again. Um, yeah. Sorry, we, oh, the, the we just want another
0: take. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Costume just oh. wants to change
0: this, makeup just wants to do mean, this, they want to change
1: this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I haven't had any coffee.
1: Back in the day
0: I used to have nine.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Maybe. Maybe we just doing it wrong, bro. Maybe. Maybe we just doing it wrong. We just have to be leads in Hollywood movies. Yeah, there we go. That's Actually, our mistake. Oh,
0: so that's we all, all we to have to do? Lead. Oh, okay, cool, cool. That's you know? it. I'm just going to make a phone call quickly and like, you know, see if I can hook that up quick.
1: Um, yeah, let me my agent and, uh, let me quick, yeah. quick
0: discovery. Actually, made. like, I haven't told my agent that, you know, being a lead in a movie is a good idea. Maybe I should phone her and just <laughs> say, you know, don't put me in the back, just make me the lead. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Dude, it's so Apparently difficult in this industry.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently seeing my face is so much cooler. Yeah, you know, like... <laughs> Dude, it's so difficult in this industry, but it's such a blessing to be in it. Um yeah, dude, we, for sure, we, 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 we have to get onto the topic as well of your music. Yeah, hey. You've done it's, it's been going on, cricket dude. and you've done <laughs> acting and modeling, but this whole time you've had music out on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere for like how long now? You've been you've been releasing music for quite a long time.
1: So, yeah, I've been playing the guitar. Well, I started playing drums. It sounds so bizarre to say, but like from the age of like five, just because we had a drum kit in our room. And, I mean, I say play the drums. I could play your, your, your solid like four to the floor beat. That's it. Yeah. And then as I grew up, drums was too loud for <laughs> my neighbors. And you can imagine for then and how my family inside the house feels. Yeah. So I started playing guitar, which my brother played and i just yeah i used to love just learning other bands songs on guitar and just sitting in a room and tinkering around but it was never a thought in my mind like this is what i want to do don't get me wrong like when i played i imagined that there were fifty thousand people in front of me when i was sitting in my room doing it yeah but it was never, never sort of like you you want to do that like it was always that i don't know that abstract dream that just was impossible like who's gonna who's gonna come and watch that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. So it was just something
1: I enjoyed doing. It was never like a, this is what I wanna enjoy doing forever as my career. And um, when I moved to the UK, so I was supposed to be up for well, six months, my my camera's about to hit the 30 minute mark. Should I double record, sorry, for the for the footage, because it's gonna cut out. Um
0: yeah, let's do it. Baby. Can you please do me a favor? If it's still recording, can you stop and hit record again quickly? And we're just going to keep going so we can get Byron's music in and chat more about the TKB. Recording. Okay. Thanks, babe. You're recording that side?
1: Yeah. I'm just going to give you a second sync clap just so you guys it on that one. Here we go. Um. Um, yeah. So, sorry, before the camera cut out there, it was, um, see, so when I moved to the UK, there was I really struggled with the modelling industry here because the it's almost like the look people go to for Cape Town is that um, I don't know they they go they don't they're not exactly going there for editorial shoots or studio stuff they're going there for the locations.
0: It's lifestyle, the yeah.
1: The sun, you see the mountain. The they're going there to shoot kids on holiday or yeah like that, that kind of vibe like go away go outdoors do that kind of stuff. It's not like high fashion. Mm, editorial stuff yeah, I yeah. don't have the face for that, I'm not like a top man looking dude Yeah. So when I was going to all these castings it was just no after no after no whereas in Cape Town it was not yes after yes but there were some yeses amongst those no's that like could kept keep me going so I then turned to YouTube so I was like, I've been doing YouTube for quite a while, I don't know like seven years at the time like just doing little skits and like little comedy sketches with friends because, I don't know, it was fun to do and we had a camera and we had all these stupid ideas for skits and YouTube was the free place to upload them where there was an audience. So yeah, I started doing these YouTube videos and what I ended up, the roommates who I was staying with at the time, ended up buying a sound card, which meant that you could plug your guitar and a microphone into it and record them separately so that you could, I don't know, have like a really clean sounding guitar sound. And sick. a clean sounding vocal. So I'd like this muffled thing of both. Of, I don't know, you know, putting your phone down and like playing where you can't um, isolate the sounds and then EQ them and compress them separately and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. he got that. And I started just writing songs for the first time using that. I just, he would work in his office till whatever time. So I'd go in that office from like 8 PM to like 5 AM every single night. And just like, absolutely for the, I was like oh my gosh this is the best thing ever and then as time progressed I learned how to put drum beats electronically into that so like suddenly it became more of a song so I have an understanding of how to play drums and I know how to play guitar so I'm getting like a little bit of a vibe going on and because I can play guitar I know the chords of bass don't get me wrong I don't want to offend any bassists out there just because you can play guitar doesn't mean you can play bass yeah but you know where the chords are because the fretboard is the same and the, the strings are the same it's the same um tuning so yeah um now suddenly you've got a guitar drums bass and i'm singing and i'm writing these songs i was like this is the best thing i can ever do like i can't imagine sitting up for 5 a.m doing anything else other than maybe acting but uh, yeah cricket not stuffing chance
0: i was about to say if, not- if if i ever see you from 8 p.m to 5 a.m playing cricket i'm gonna throw something <laughs> at you
1: But <laughs> i will not I'll be timed out every time to bat. Don't worry, even though I love batting.
0: You'd pull the same movement as me to just leave one shoe (laughs) behind. Ah, sorry, coach. (laughs)
1: Um, So then I started putting these songs. I put one, the first song that I'd ever written that I was kind of like, maybe other people will enjoy this. It was called Bottom of the Bay. So I chucked this thing on YouTube, and it did pretty well in terms of viewership because I love what you said earlier you don't have that metric to see if what you're doing as well. Like you, you don't have a fifth place in the swimming rates. Yeah, to say exactly. Someone exactly. Is better than you, But when it comes to what we kind of do online views is that metric. Mm. If you, mm. if you are growing in views, you're doing something well. If you are, um, I don't know if, if, if the stats are bad, then, and I know this is a bad way of looking at it, but this is kind of the whole, Thing social media has created that, like if someone's got good views they're good at what they do but they don't and they're not good
0: dude that, that that's they're actually such it. a good topic that you've brought up because there are so many talented people that view, views and likes just don't reflect the talent so Bro, yeah imagine
1: some random kid wrote ed sheeran's the shape of you one of the biggest songs to have ever existed and because he never had an audience or a following he got five streams on that song like, what, suddenly is it's not like the best song yeah. No. yeah exactly but Ed Sheeran does it and it's the catchiest song to hit our yeah. generation in a long time it's got like the quickest I don't know it's got, like two something billion views I think streams wow. which is ridiculous on Spotify um, wow. Ed Sheeran's one of the biggest artists in the world I won't be surprised if that's his most popular song so with this metric now going back to the story of that song that I put up on YouTube the metric told me that it placed well in the swimming race. It got good views. So I was mm, like, okay, mm, um, mm. I really stuffing enjoy doing this and it seemed to do quite well. And I did another two and they both did quite well as well. Um, keep in mind, my YouTube views at that time, we used to get like 30,000 views on a skit. Wow. And these songs are getting like 300,000. So I was like, damn, son, this is this That's is really working really enjoying doing and it's kind of working, yeah. So, It went on to then, I was like, okay, these recordings I'm putting up are like, I don't have any, so you get music and you get playing instruments, but then you get the the engineering and the mixing and the mastering aspect, aspect, which takes a demo and mixes and masters it to sound like a great song you'd hear on radio or whatever. It it takes all the sonics and, and mixes it so that each instrument has their place. And the vocals are mixed well and everything sounds like a professional song. So I had no idea how to do that because that is an art. That's like playing the guitar is something that you train at. Mixing music is exactly the same. Your ears get attuned to how you do frequencies and how to compress and reverb and delay and all these things that these guys are masters of. I was absolutely not. So I really wanted to, if I wanted to put these songs on Spotify and, and Apple Music, I told myself, like, I want them to sound a certain way. I don't want the brand to be these demos that I'm putting on YouTube of me, like bashing my guitar and drums in a room and putting them together and being like, flip, I think it all sounds okay. I'm going to put it out there. So mm-hmm. I got in touch with this guy called Christo, who's a music mixer from Pretoria, but living in London. And um, he is phenomenal at mixing music, and so I sent him the song, which was never released, called "Woman." And the reason is I, I have like a bit of a—I wouldn't to say like a complex—but because I sing with a so, sort of lower register song, especially in the beginning, a lot of it would sound like a country sort of artist, and I didn't want that. Like, it, oh, really? I didn't ever want to sound like a, like a—I don't know, maybe like the doors and Lee, the It's the country artist, But I personally, that's not my genre. I don't yeah. listen to it. I don't want to sound like it. It's great. And it has a place in the world and people stuff and froth over it. But mm. hey, I can't write songs like they do, but I don't want to at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's what that song ended up sounding like with Krista. And I was like, listen, Bria, I'm going to change it up a bit. Let's get a little bit more electronic in there. Let's let's, um, let's start using synthesizers. Like Let's start changing things up. So... I bought a piano, which is next to me, and I was like, stuff it, I'm gonna learn this thing. Um, I've always kind of wanted to learn piano, and prior to that, I was learning the harmonica, which did not do well for the country, (laughs) vibe.
0: I was about to say,
1: I don't want to sound
0: (laughs) country. Where's a cowboy hat?
1: (laughs) Um. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I started learning the piano, and so that synthesizers and anything electronic, is computed via a keyboard or a MIDI controller, which if you use your understanding of a piano, you can 100% be okay with um, making samples, not samples, synthesizer, melodies and stuff. So we made the song called Lights On, which Emily actually gave me a little... Oh, UV there we go. With. Okay. Yeah, my birthday this year. What a legend. The, um, That's so badass. <laughs> so we released this song and... Um, put it onto Spotify and I was like, okay, here it goes. This is this is the, we've got the the mix sounding way better than the demos that I can do. Um, and, and we put it out there and yeah, it did okay. It took a while to get going. Obviously it's the first song out there, but it's to this day, the most streamed song I have. It's just short of a million at the moment, which is wow. like unreal. Um, and then from then on, I was like, this is 1000% what I want to do. Prior to that, I don't know, I think we all kind of, in those early 20s, have that daunting thought of like, what the stuff am I going to do with my life? Everyone else seems to be doing well. And yeah. I don't know what to put my time into. Like, I, I know I want to work hard at something, but what? Like, acting, I don't seem to be getting the progression that I want. Or like, these auditions are hard because people keep telling me no all the time.
0: Whereas yeah. music,
1: I can lock myself in a room for 10 hours. No one has to tell me a thing. It's just me. So I'll send it to yeah. Christo. He'll be the only one to be like, "Good song, bad song. That's it." So,
0: yeah,
1: um, it wasn't up to a production company or how I looked or like my gender or my skin tone or like I don't know. I'm sure you feel like that in acting sometimes. Like, oh, you for sure, get the role, dude. Yeah. It's heavy. Well,
0: that's like that's that's initially why I hated modeling, right? So like in in acting, I I only ever started modeling because Charlize Theron did. To be very honest with you and it worked for her yeah and i was like cool like yeah like she (laughs) modeled and it made her an actress i've always wanted to be an actor so if i model then the same happened for me and this was my like naive younger brain right yeah that's what, what happened kind of so i guess not so naive um but that was oh, my understanding. Sure. And do doing modeling, like it made me great money and like I met really cool people. And there's a lot of great people in the industry. I hate it. I hate that industry for me personally. The the impact yeah. that it had on me as an individual, what was important to me at that time is not important to me now at all. Um the you know, like for me it was always a thing of having to you know, constantly cut my hair and constantly try be tan and constantly lose muscle because you're too big of a guy or, you know, it was, yeah. it was, it was constantly these pressures. I was getting messages all the time from like, you know, agents and jobs and stuff, just saying, sorry, it's not for you. You're too big. Sorry. It's not for you the Sorry. it's not. And like, and I'm sure everyone feels that way. And if you're in modeling and you hung in there and you, you know, cool, I'm happy for you. But like, for me personally, I, I, I don't want to do well because of how I look, um, and I also don't want to do badly because of how I look. I don't want to have that impact on my ego yeah. and on my self-esteem. Like it's the, it's, it's the worst way to break you down, right? Cause there's nothing I can do about the way I look. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is who I am yeah, as a exactly. person, you know, but I, I can, I can learn and I can, um, use what I learned in modeling and what I learned being in front of camera. Um, and I can, you know, apply it to what i actually do love and that's acting and i love i love the emotional aspect yeah. i love i love being in character i love you know stuff like that like y- you and i both i think haven't ever been on a project where we got to show our full range of potential to be very honest in in acting um no, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm super excited for the day that we both get to you know get to get to showcase that um but yeah i i think that was what resonates for me with what you said about, I can just be in the room. And then, you know, starting the podcast earlier this year, it was, um, I I love being on camera and I like, I love talking and I love hearing people's stories and I like sharing and, you know, I like, um, learning about like your emotional journey and like your life journey and who you are and like why you love music and like what makes you tick. Um, you know, like why did you write that song? Which we'll, we'll, we'll go into now. Like, you know, um, why do you behave the way you behave? Why does your relationship work? Why are you like, I, I find people and human emotion very intriguing. Um, and I like playing with it and I like having it and I like showcasing it and using that on camera. Um, and then, you know, that obviously just resonated well with the podcast as well. Um, and so this became that outlet where I could switch the camera on and I'm, I'm, I'm filling yeah. that need that I have, to put up cameras and be on camera and you know try be creative in some way but i'm also fulfilling that need especially during lockdown and helped me a lot of just talking just talking to people and connecting and like you know continuing to learn i'm not i i I read but definitely not enough ever um so the way that i learn is from other people you know i like to hear stories and other experiences and it helps me a lot just to keep my mind you know racing all the time um so i completely get that dude music has like definitely been your biggest creative outlet and it shows in the streams and views that you have we'll we'll play one quickly it also shows in how freaking good it is
1: show
0: <laughs> yes, <dude. laughs> i dig it dude i really wait should we play a light on because that's the one you spoke about or is there one um, like yeah. that you want to
1: play um- it's up to you. I really don't mind. And In terms of that song, Lights On, like that's a song I just can't listen, not can't listen to anymore but I feel like I always think of music in most things actually. Just keep keep it simple, keep it, uh, simple is better. Yeah. But I think for that song i kept it very simple but also like as a guitarist in the last two years now that I've really taken this on head on a bit more like I feel like I've progressed a lot more and there's well how like imagine riffs and stuff now is a little bit different so I think Light On is a very basic song, yeah. Um, but yeah, hey, play whatever you want, bro. Like, hey, yeah, let's go for it. So let's, let's, let,
0: let's play some of, some of Light On. Um, your latest single's On My Way, right?
1: Um, yeah, so the, the latest sort of EP album, whatever you want to call it, being dropping is, have got two songs out on that. One's called On My Way and one's called All My Friends.
0: All My Friends, yeah. Dope. Okay, so let's play a little bit of Light On. Done,
1: Dave. Days on the horizon, got me floating on the feet. A look at the surprise, the expression of the week. Float along the magic sun and smile from me to cheek. Not a distant cat can meet you the the world's a gallery, and then fly. It's dragon holding deep. All on you Get you leave the light on
0: Dude that's really good it's fire It's so like it's so easy it's so like happy and like it it, uh, it, makes me, it 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 like it makes me think, you know, um, the road they actually used it in *Kissing Booth*. The road where um, Noah and Elle are on the bike. Yeah, in Cape Town, I also know that what's the name of that? Yeah, False Bay. Yeah, like the the road that goes along along the Chapman's. Is it Chapman's Chapman's Peak Drive? Along there, like I imagine, like a convertible jeep, Clarence, uh, Clarence or Chapman's Peak, one of those. Yeah, one of those, like convertible jeep, chilling with all your mates in the car. <laughs> like wind blowing nah. sunshine, and that song blasting out of the car dude I dig that um, let's <coughs> no, play that's
1: let's
0: that's play it. some On My Way yeah yeah it's a single from this year right
1: On My Way yeah so this is the first one of the year pretty much dope we did it just before lockdown and then on my all my friends we had to do all through lockdown throughout lockdown pretty much yeah <laughs> Good in a shot when I was gone, wouldn't have taken for space. Shot from a baby gun, my shirt. You know I'm here to low, you said oh, season you breaking my leg. I'll only it's a broken away. Now that I want better than I'm all of a sudden my face Perfect. up until we're running my treasure, no, I'm gonna find you all beyond my way. I won't be living like you all my day. That's dope.
0: i see i I see what you're saying, like the difference between light on in two thousand and eighteen and then on my way in twenty twenty how is that the space where your music started becoming a little bit more electronic
1: yeah, so. Lights on was like the first time I ever even considered it before. I was like, No, no electronic aspects will ever be a part of anything. I learn how to play guitar, I yeah. listen to like freaking Billy Talent and Muse. And okay, Muse has some electronic aspects in it, but like that, the, they I wouldn't, uh, yeah, I just never thought like heat synthesizers and stuff like that until I started using them. And I was like, hmm, I freaking like these things a little bit,
0: I yeah, think I'm going to use them
1: a bit more, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess. As time has gone on, just use it more and more. I guess. Let's hope it'll not end up being Byron the house DJ. But yeah, suddenly you got Byron. in my set between four and five a.m. On the, on the yeah, screen. exactly. Yeah.
0: You have to start doing like a quarantine, like radio show where you where you do. <laughs> does that like? What's up, guys? It's Byron. <laughs> <laughs> Ulti
1: <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> <I'll>, mix,
0: <laughs> mix at eight, eight, eight. <laughs> like you, Byron, dude. <laughs> we never talk, dude. Cricket's looking really good. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let's gosh, let's play one more, and then I, I need to ask you, like, writing the song and why. I, I actually, yes, already, I, I, I want to ask about this one about all my friends. Um, yeah, sure thing. Yeah, which we'll play a little bit of now quickly and then we'll, we'll get into writing that and what the inspiration was for that song.
1: Sure thing. Well, wanna come loose the fire The fire in my heart is cold I do wanna that I'm trying I'm trying never how to go just to be the one who wouldn't want to give up all my ink spots but let in my thoughts maybe i could dream it think i'm called a brand new but all my friends don't know anything just a little more than me and i can barely spell my name my friends don't know any place that they're gonna go to pick but i'm sure i'll go there anyway we doing it for the truth? i for the kill So run up to the bill Cause I still can ride a single time A lot of water Hold me loose on the Flying never had a flow. wanted just a little, but the little wouldn't travel. Wouldn't stop it just to be the one who wouldn't want to be a little big shot. If I'm ready or not. I could never stream it. Think I'm called a friend in My friends don't know anything. Just
0: a little more than this. This was the one where, like, <laughs> you, you shared it, and the cost of kissing. We've just lost this shit about song because it's so catchy and so good um <laughs> why why all my friends why did you write that one what was the what was the inspo because it 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 sounds like two things it it sounds like w- w- when you when you sing about um you want to write a riddle but the the pen just wouldn't talk you you make like that comparison which is so sick um <laughs> and then you also talk about like your friends and then being, you know, better than you, or like, you know, they're so bad off, but you're so much worse off than them. It's almost like there's two different things going there.
1: You took the words out of my mouth, pretty much, bro. So I guess it's it's a good good continuation, I guess, because Laton had all these streams and it was a, an amazing start. And if, as time has gone on, I've found it's like as the difficulties and the like, sort of insecurities of music, and also. Just starting this thing quite late has mm. I mean I have I mean just as a personal thing I've always kind of battled with a little bit of self confidence in certain things. So with music oh, sure, yeah. it's it's no different. So when it comes down to the first verse of the song is basically about like I don't want to I don't want to do this music thing anymore. Like cut me loose from it. I don't want to say that I gave it a try if trying never gave it a proper go because like I never That's gave sick. it that shot. Like um I'm not the Ed Sheeran that I want to be or the Post Malone or that person where you say your name and everyone in the world knows who you are for music like I, I want to obviously get obviously that's not the reason I do music is to become famous but like I, it felt like less and less people were being invested less and more less and less people are interested so it's like I don't want to do this if if it like just cut me loose from it kind of thing and the, the, i want to write a riddle but the pencil wouldn't talk it's like this maybe it's the songs that i'm writing like um whatever it is maybe i'm just a friend in need maybe someone can just kind of help me um yeah. but then it goes into that chorus like you said you view you, you, your friends as although i say all my friends don't know anything what i really mean by that line is although my friends don't know anything and no friend in particular not like singing not out a friend of me i like you don't know anything. Yeah. It's more a case of what comes after that is like, even though someone may not know a thing, they still know more than me because I'm like, what am I doing wrong? I'm obviously not, I don't know, clever enough to do this or smart enough. Or yeah. maybe I should have studied music because in that way I'm good at theory. So maybe it's because I didn't study music. Maybe I'm just, I don't know what it is. Can I maybe just maybe I write bad songs? What is it? So then it goes. All my friends don't know any place that they're going to go today, but I'm going to go there anyway, kind of thing. It's just like a, a lack of direction, I guess. Like, I'm just feels like it's floating along sometimes. You're not really going in any direction anyway. I'll just go wherever my friends go because stuff. What else? Kind of thing. And then the post chorus is are we doing it for the thrill? Like, is this, this whole music thing just for like, was it fun? And now oh, my name's on Spotify. That's cool. Yeah. Or are you going in for the kill kind of thing? Like, are you going for it? Um and then it ends off with like, well just run up to the hills then, bro, because you still can't write a single thing. If you can answer that question, great. Well you to me I still suck at writing songs, so it doesn't matter. You still can't write a single thing, just like, go do something else. So yeah. although it's like a, a very self-depreciating song. Yeah um, and obviously I don't feel like that every single minute of my life. So it's just um time yeah, it feels it's, like it's, it's really hard.
0: It's it's a moment, right? It, it it's something yeah, that... Exactly. It, it, it's something it's that you were, like you yeah like you were feeling that exactly that at some point and it's yeah. been written and made for that um yeah i think what what was cool about you saying that uh your friends don't know anything um but you're still just asking for a friend in need i think yeah what's also really cool about that is that the song is about what's going on in Byron's head. It's about how Byron feels about himself. So exactly. it, can, it, 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 it makes a cool comparison of my friends not might not know much about music, but I still need them. You know, like,
1: 100%, you, know, like yeah.
0: uh, you might not be able to play the guitar, but you might have this cool idea or whatever. Um, and it, then it, 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 it also makes comparison to this is everything going on in my head and this is how I feel. Um, this is how down I am or this is how negative or you know, self depreciating, as you said, Um, this is how much of that, that I feel, but I still need my friends, you know, like on a personal, emotional level, despite music, despite the fact that right now I can't write a song, just be there for me as a dude as well. It makes such a cool comparison between music and like, you know, like how you feel about the music. And that's very unusual. Well, yeah. And
1: then I guess the bridge of the song, I try to bring in some positive aspect to it. And yeah, I always like if the song sounds happy. I like to write it about something that's not happy, like the contrast. Yeah, to it. so it has a like juxtaposition. Like a, exactly, or like if you write like a, a piano ballad, make it like even if you're using minor chords and it sounds very sad, sing about what a great day it is, or whatever. Like I I like that idea of contrast. Not always, but for the bridge, it was um. Some people got confused like this because I it goes they don't even care. I'm not singing about my friends there. They am singing about the people who have made it, the Post Malone's the. The Ed Sheerans, I don't give a crap. What like the bottom of the rung or whatever? No. That's how I view myself in the song. They don't care, bro. Um, um, they like I'm saying I want to be like these guys, but they've been through all that, and so now they don't care anymore. They've done it. Who's mm. they, they, they? There's no feed the feed the musicians foundation started by Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He's made it. He's made it. He's chilling. So yeah, yeah. Um, it goes. Yeah. Um, they don't even care looking up like you moping around looking up you know that we're as slow as time is which means it's a process you've got to trust that this thing takes time it's not going to happen overnight um and then it goes again they don't even care looking up you know but so are diamonds so for me that's the most cliche line in the entire song but basically what i mean is you look at a diamond as its finished production that post malone that that edge here and you're like you didn't see the process of the sand coming together and creating that and no. how the millions of years it took and all the hard work and yeah. the way there had to be a specific way for so long for that to happen. And all these exterior things had to happen and and it was more just the time you put in and the patience and it, it will come, you will become that diamond. It just takes time. That's the the bottom line. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a bit of a, an upswing to it, I guess. And well, it, it, it It also like
0: addresses a problem and addresses an issue and then gives you the solution, right? Yeah,
1: exactly. By
0: by the end of the song. So, you know, I I think a successful song just like a successful movie will make you feel something. That's my goal is that I I want you to feel it. I want you to have that um, that sense of empathy um, for the person singing or for the person in the scene or for the character in the movie or in the film or whatever. Um, Yeah. And I think, I, I think the song does that really well, dude. In that you, you, you listen to it and you're like this poor guy, this poor guy, this poor guy, but it, but it gives you something to relate to. Everyone has it. Everyone has those insecurities and those, and those, and those doubts and those, you know, like yeah, whatever profession it is like in acting, dude, like, there's so many people that I look up to that they, they don't even have to be a list, big names. Most of the time, those aren't really the people that I look up to. Um, you know, there's, there's certain people I look up to and I'm like, damn, I want to be there, you know? And if you, if you, if you spend (laughs) too much time doing that, you forget everything else. And if you actually don't spend time looking at those people going, damn, I want to be that, then what do you want to be, dude? Like, you know, something has to guide you and something has to motivate you to get there. Otherwise, why do you want to be there? You know, like, 100%. Hundred percent. You know, understand you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm I'm not going to spend every day cooking food, cooking food, cooking food, trying to be the best chef when I don't want to be a chef. Yeah,
1: exactly. Uh, like, you know what I'm saying?
0: Like, then, then then why are you doing it? Like, you know, you, you want to be a musician, so you look up to musicians because that's what you want to be. And I think people yeah. people have such a twisted view on fame because of how jaded it can be. But people need to understand that the the emotional aspect to fame for a lot of people is recognition. So I've spent yes. years and years and years and years developing my musical skill. And I'm, I'm speaking like for you, or for, for as a musician or whatever, I've spent years becoming this person that I am damn right. I want millions of people to go. He's really good. Of course you of course. do. Of course you do. Yeah. But the, the hurdles that you have to jump to get to that level, to have people say that is massive. And that's why I like, you know, I, I, I always like to paint this picture. Imagine fame was a thing like in the hospitality industry. Like it it, yeah. it is in it is for like chefs in a certain yeah. way. Yeah. Um but imagine like but imagine doctors. being a world famous waitress. Exactly. Or imagine doctors. Imagine it was like a world famous doctor and there were like tabloids of who's the doctor dating. You know, like we have all these yeah. like really shitty reality shows, but like you know, it, it, it it's it's not an aspect of people's career. So as much as fame allows for recognition and for praise, it also allows yeah. for, you know, the negative and the beat down and the dude, you, you know, uh, you're not good. And then you've got to contrary that all the time by putting out something better and better and better and better. And you, you, you you're fighting two fights, proving it to yourself, like in the song and proving it to people as well. You know, it's, it's, it's yeah, two, exactly. it's two things that you're trying to fight at the same time. And I think, I think you've nailed that on the head with that song.
1: Hey, cheers, bro. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, sorry, man. I did notice that the camera's cut out again. I don't know if yours would be the same. Yeah, mine I- probably as well. <laughs> but I I, I I, think we've hit so many different topics. 100%, bro. Like, Yeah. I think, um, yeah, dude. It's just, I don't know especially in the creative industry. And I guess it's not just the creative industry, but everyone feels like that to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. But there is this, like we said, that there's not that metric that you can, you can measure things on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you just got to keep doing your thing, I guess, and keep putting the time in until you are the metaphorical diamond.
0: Exactly, dude. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a cheesy way to you know say it. I know you said that, it, you know, it's probably the most like cliche line. I mean, it's cliche because everyone says it, but everyone says it's because it's yeah. true, right? Like, you know, that's... that's...
1: like it's, what, what I mean by cliche is it's, it's not a line you've never heard before. Like, that's the, my only real issue with pop music is a lot of the time, lyrically, I just don't like hearing, I miss you, I love you, but mm. I don't have the mm. money, mm. so you don't like me. And, like, I don't, like... I've heard that song so many times before or I don't know, it's, I'm going to hop in my car and I'm going to live for the weekend. Like, yeah. Okay. Like how many times have I heard that now? So in terms of that line, it was just like a line that you've heard.
0: before. I see. I see. Yeah, I I, like like when, I like when musicians can paint a picture um, that means so many different things. So like, um one of MGK's latest singles is um Bloody Valentine. And he released it and everyone yeah. was like, and I, I think Bloody Valentine's been used before. Um I can't remember in what song or what album it it's was. It's quite it. like a rock song,
1: isn't it? I
0: think so. Yeah. There was there was someone that's used that phrase before, I think. Um, but he released it, everyone was like, What the hell is Bloody Valentine? Like, what is that like it's quite dark. It's quite weird, and then you listen to the lyrics of the song, and it all makes sense. And then you watch an interview with him, and he explains why he named it that or why it's this. And it's just an example, and you're like, "Oh, dude, that's that's really clever." You know, like, and that, like, that's the impact that music can have. Is you can listen to something, you're like, "How did this dude think of that?" Like, hundred percent. What? And and it and it it goes across everything. The lyrics the riffs, the beats, the, the synthesizing yeah. drums, the, the everything. It's just like, how did, like what in your head clicked and had to turn for you to go, hang on, if I do this and this and this, and then I put yeah. it and I write like, it, it, dude, music to me is the craziest creative field.
1: Sure. I That's love how also it. someone can, yeah, for sure, I love how someone can take those cliche topics and write about them like I love you, I miss you, but I'm just not good enough kind of thing for you. And write it in a way that you've never heard before. So you've heard that theme before, but the mm. way they put it across is just so different. That also like mm. like mm. damn.
0: I wish no, it's, I, it's, I it. it's it's so similar to film, right? In that like there's there's aspects of life that are important to everyone. Like love is a huge aspect for everyone. Um yeah. there's so many movies based on love but there's different yeah. characters and there's different aspects and different issues and different like you know personalities and relationships and everything that comes with it and there's so many different ways to tell the same tale what's that saying there's like so many different ways to skin a cat is it is that a, is that like a thing it
1: is i'm yeah. pretty sure i've heard the skin the cat thing before
0: what was the other one well, not right. you should point that phrase jesus says there's a saying what so many different ways to boil a frog <laughs> so
1: you can put that in oh. look at the kissing booth for example it's like there's the story of the forbidden love you can't date that guy in this sense in the kissing booth case because you're his brother's best friend um yeah. that's that, that whole forbidden love look at romeo and juliet that's the same vibe like a exactly monster, you can't date the it's just different ways of telling the same theme and if you can do it in a way that's not so obvious not saying the kissing booth was i mean like using I, I don't know just making sentences that rhyme together is mm-hmm. and like that for me is why i don't like m- most pop songs yeah um, um but yeah hey if you can do that in a way that is different than legend
0: then knock yourself out yeah for sure for sure um, dude yeah, well I think dude, thank you for coming on and for chatting about your music. We've spoken that like on that? like your your upbringing. You played professional cricket, you're a professional musician, professional actor, and you modeled. Like, <laughs> dude, just like just take over the world while you're at it, bro. But can he dance? <laughs> but can he dance? <laughs> yeah.
1: You cannot dance though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, suddenly just see Byron like tap dancing in a video on YouTube, just like this is his new thing. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, enough now.
1: Yeah, Um, legend, man. Thanks so much for that. I really appreciate it. But same thing to you, bro. I don't even know about the swimming stuff. Yeah, dude, that was like. I actually haven't told any of that on a podcast before, and it like
0: resonates quite nicely with the fact that you were, you know, so high at cricket. Like the level you went to was the level that I was considering, i.e., in in swimming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. So, I mean, it's it's. It's crazy to see your friends succeed. Like, it's great because we've, you know, like worked together um, on a project. Yeah. You know, we've seen each other like in that space and we've gone through that together. But, you know, outside of that, there's so much more. And I think, I think your music is going to be the aspect of your life that like properly takes off. Just like hearing you speak about it um, and how passionate you are and, and uh, like how dedicated you are to it and how much you want it to work. I don't think there's anything that can stop you where you are now. Um, you know, and I think a lot of people at your level now, you're still looking at that higher level going, oh, I need to get there. And you're looking at where you were and you're like, damn, I don't want to go back there because that's how I feel in acting as well, like in in, in my career. Um, yeah, yeah. But you, like, it's just important for you to understand and not enough people say it to each other in creative fields in that like the path that you are now because of your attitude and because of your work ethic, success for you is inevitable in music. And it's, it's, it's important to keep that in, in, in the back of your mind, dude. And just what you're doing is right. What you're doing is right. And you're doing the right thing and keep doing it and keep pushing and it's going to work. Um, yeah. So, I mean, from Tony
1: Robbins over here, keep that in mind, dude. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't want to blow smoke up your butt, but you've always been the legend, Bruce. So I appreciate that. You've always been the, the dude, the guy, the yeah,
0: guy you want to be. Man,
1: so. Thank you. No, I sure. appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. Sweet, no, course, dude. Man. Well, yeah. thank you for coming on
0: Storytime. You guys can find Byron's music. It's Byron Langley on Spotify,
1: iTunes. What else is Yeah, there? pretty much any, anything that streams music, you, you should find it. Yeah, that's what these distribu- uh, distribu- distributing con- companies do. Yeah. Sorry, that was a mouthful. These <laughs> distributing companies, that's what they do. So, yeah. Anywhere that's streaming, yeah, you can, you can find it. Cheers, bro. Awesome. Sweet.
0: Go give it a listen. Go, li- go listen to On My Way and All My Friends. Those are his two latest singles of 2020. So, Byron, thank you so much for coming on the show. And we'll continue. Josh, thanks again. for having me. Yeah, for Sweet. sure, man. Hey, Flipping Ledge. Awesome, brother. Love you lots, eh? Have a good one. Back at you, bro. Cheers, cheers. Cheers, man.